What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to New York, Radical Ones. Radical Ryan Hunter along with Brother David. And we are taking Manhattan with Jason. David, it is Jason Takes Manhattan. I hope he got a hot dog from a dirty vendor and a pretzel as well on this excursion. After killing them, of course. 1989. Jason takes Manhattan. Tina, she put Jason down into Crystal Lake, and we see this week that only all it took was, was a, <laughs> a bunch of horny teenagers with an anchor. So, of course, this is the eighth sequel to the original Friday the 13th, famously known for taking place mainly on a boat instead of New York, which is due to budget cuts, evidently, the director says. It was filmed on a fishing boat in Alaska (laughs) during fishing season. Basically, this was a a Titanic-esque adventure more than anything. We get about... 10 minutes in, in New York, which... I'm going to say 15 to 20, but okay, you're being... Damn, you're be being generous. I'm going to be 15 to 20 minutes. Listen, I'm counting them being in the water, looking at the Statue of Liberty as being in the... Because they were like, we're in New York! There's a Statue of Liberty! And I was like, you're in trouble! <laughs> 
let's just face it, they would have How long would it have taken them to wheel that boat from where they were? Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, merrily. The director had scenes everywhere, David. The director had scenes in Madison Square Garden planned out. All the hotspot Central Park. And then he was told that he had two days to film after <laughs> after that in new york so for what he had to go by i don't blame him i'll tell you honestly what i don't like most about this is the ending we'll get to that i have lots to say <laughs> i'm not sure i was actually we were rooting for you we were all rooting for you how dare you how dare you when my mother yells at me like this is because she loves me how dare you tell me this is manhattan you know, it started strong, though. It starts strong. Listen, to be perfectly frank with you, we'll go into this, and I have a lot of notes, but for the what I saw of New York, they could have done stock footage of the Statue of Liberty, and they could have done this on a sound studio, to be perfectly frank. So I hope they didn't spend a lot of money being physically in New York, other than... That boat get, scene evidently was actually filmed, they said, in New York's water. They could have done that in a soundstage, in the harbor. That could have been a soundstage. They could have put them in, like, a background. I mean, not... And again, I'm not dogging in the movie because there's still, there are a couple of like a few little iconic moments in this movie as far as when it comes to the New York scene. Anyway, so I'll just, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. We'll talk about it because it's actually a very extensive group, extensive. Oh my God. Yeah. And things going on. So I don't know where so you want to go. Take it from the top. New York has a new problem was the tagline. I could think of a few currently, but let's get to Jason. <laughs> Cuomo. Cuomo takes... <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So, two teenagers, Jim Miller and his girlfriend, Susie, are sailing Jim's boat on Crystal Lake when they pass the abandoned camp. Okay, so it's abandoned currently, David. We well, why are there lights on every everywhere? Time. Why are there lights on everywhere? There was string lights. There were some nice bistro lights hanging that I saw. <laughs> Where are the children? It's Saturday morning. As Jim tells Susie the legend of Jason Voorhees, the boat anchor catches onto a power cable, which it drags into the comatose body of Jason, shocking him back to life. I honestly, David, I enjoyed this because it gives us that teens in Crystal Lake-esque feeling to start off with. So I like this for quite a few reasons, but there's some funny things about this. So there's two teenagers. Obviously, he's got this like flowing lock of hair. Yeah, he really does. Like he's They're cute and all, and he's like banging this girl or he's trying to or he's in between sex sessions and here's the thing <laughs> they're about to have sex again he's like wait a minute no wait wait let me tell you the story about crystal lake so that's supposed to put her in the mood that he's talking about murdering people and yes this and that so then they drop anchor because he has to drop anchor, and, and the ship was actually really nice this is a nice houseboat looking thing whatever it was so anyway and it, it is so true. there's a few things one i was actually excited to see power this is how they power things they go under the water in these cables so this is pretty good you always wonder where the, how do they get internet and stuff overseas and through different there you go yeah so i had no idea and then i like the fact when you see jason he's got part of the pier still stuck in his yes! body so when, so when tina took him out the father broke through the pier and stuff and grabbed him he was stuck in some part of the pier which i thought was really cool because it kind of continuity plus it just looked and he has the chain still on him which is cool and this also brings up the fact that apparently 
electricity is the thing for Jason. He's he's the electrical man. He's Mr. Electric. Electro. David, the theme song, by the way, I gotta say, this whole movie, did you feel like this movie was an 80s parody filmed in the 80s? Just because of the theme song we got that literally was, like, narrated, the songs throughout this movie narrated what was happening at the time. Like, I'm in the city. Or it was things like that, and, like, there's someone behind you. It, it's, it was very Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday night, Freddy. He's yes. running, running from his nightmare. I call her Tuesday morning. Oh, by the way, these two students are there for the Crystal Lake graduation, where they hear a radio announcement, David, for the cruise. Do you like this? The Crystal Lake graduating class, where they enter our seductive city of New York. You've been listening to WGAC, the electricity mm. of Manhattan. <laughs> this request has gone all the way out to Crystal mm. Lake. The senior class at Lakeview High. That's us. All right. They'll be graduating on the 13th of this month, and we wish them the best of luck and success when they come to visit our seductive city. Our lure is a great one, young friends, but beware. The city of lights casts many shadows. So, was it really seductive? At, I guess in the 80s, but... In the 80s, the 70s, there was no seduction in the city. There was rats, prostitution, crime, yeah, graffiti. Basically, what you see in these alleys... <laughs> Heavy heroin use. You know, it wasn't all Studio 54 with uh, Miss Grace Jones doing cocaine off of a, a disco diva's bath in a bathroom. Basically, this kid, Jim, actually ends up scaring the girlfriend. He puts a hockey mask on, which I thought that was a cool scare scene. And it allows him to get a new mask, which is really why this kid had to scare the woman. Because he, Jason grabs the mask that he just used. Okay, I'll take it, right? But is that going to make her hot? Mass murders of children and stuff? Like, would that make you like, oh yeah, let's have some sex now. You just told me that we're in a place that everyone that goes there dies and is abandoned. But it's the same thing with like the coroner in part four, what we did. The coroner was going to have sex right on top of Jason's body, so. With the exercise beers? Yeah, so, which Jeanette, our favorite Jeanette, she said that those exercise videos were real. I don't know what, what in what context I was visiting. Dad had fallen asleep and then it switched over to like showtime after hours. He was hunched down falling asleep. It was Lord of the Cock Rings, I think, and I was like, woke him up, and, ah, 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 got so, like, upset, or probably because he was, like, hardcore pornography on the screen, and I'm, like, shaking him, like, what's going on here? Lord of the Cock. I remember that day. I remember, because he was so slouched out that his feet had, like, rolled onto the table, and it was, I was like, you're gonna fall. So, yeah. Well, I remember when HBO was the only thing, and every, after it, turn, after it, it turned turn, a certain right? time, it was, it was just, just hardcore porn. It was just porn. It's, it was legit. Just legit. Porn. Jim is killed when the freshly revived Jason harpoon guns him, and then Susie tries to hide, but she gets killed also. I mean, that girl is begging for her life. I really feel bad for her. She's in a little compartment. I also read something, or I watched something, where originally she was going to get into the water and he was going to pull her down, but it was too cold and it was too much, like, they didn't have stunt doubles and stuff to save money, so they put her in a little compartment and that's any harpoons or whatever. They were saving up for those two days in New York that they were allowed. Oh! Can't get her in the water. Put her out here. David, I wrote a note that tropical birds continuously are heard outside Crystal Lake when they're in the water, by the way. These are not birds, I don't think, from Crystal Lake. These are Florida tropical birds. <laughs> 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 
going off when they were on this boat, but... Oh, you want to hear a funny side story? Because, of course, everyone wants to hear a funny side story. So, my mother-in-law came to visit, and she wanted to try to put the kids to sleep because they were, you know, really wound up. We were on a family vacation, so she puts on... She's like, I listen to this, and it puts me to sleep. It's the sounds of whatever. And we're listening, and it's like rain, and all of a sudden it's... I'm like, what the fuck is that? We're all hysterical. That puts you to sleep. It sounded like a, a donkey being raped. It's supposed to be rainforest music, right? It was right? like but those beautiful, animals. like, glistening water sounds, like, dropping. You could, like, this very inch. And then all of a sudden, this is supposed to put my kids to sleep? Yeah. You don't, if you want to horrify them. This and we're all hysterical. <laughs> I could see Jason maybe appreciating it for the horror, but no, that would not find that peaceful. The following day, we have Principal Charles, Teacher Colleen, and their students, Rennie, who is the principal's niece, Sean, Julius, Tamra, Eva, Wayne, Miles, JJ, all on the SS Lazarus cruise to New York. Lazarus, that's a great name. Well, Lazarus, biblical speaking, he was raised from the dead. So again, Jason being raised from the dead, there's got to be some tongue in cheek in there for why they use the Lazarus, unless it just happened to be. But Do you love Rennie and her, with, this is Wilson Phillips' vest to the T. She is in her best late 80s, early 90s. Wilson <laughs> Phillips is what I wrote here. This is the cover <laughs> of... Hold on for one more, one day. more day. It's gonna go your way. How do you feel about her as a main character? Do you think that she is interesting enough, her with her Stephen King pen? So, I like her because she's a pure person. I like her because she's slightly traumatized. I like her because I'm getting reminiscent of Tina. There's, there's the, there is a parallel between, because it, it, she's not on the same level as Tina as far as psychic and telekinetic, but there are parts where she envisions Jason and she can see him and she has these flashbacks or these visions which is very Tina-esque and they're both survivors of oh yeah yeah of Jason as young children you would, would you well, say well David who hasn't evidently survived ja you survived Jason Crystal you remember that everyone was mm. at Crystal Lake evidently we were all at Crystal Lake mm. at some point as a kid <laughs> <laughs> I survived Crystal Light, that <laughs> disgusting mix that people still drink. Do they even make that still? They I wonder, do. I guess they do. It's it's basically cyanide powder, you know, drink, but whatever. Yeah, so there yeah. you go. <laughs> Going back to your original question, do I like her? I think that she comes up a little bit meek and a little bit weak yes. at first, and she's a little bit damaged, but yeah. I think she's got a good heart, and I honestly do believe that the people that do survive in these movies, the final girl or whatever, are typically the pure, like, that's usually the, you know, going back to, like, Scream when they go over the rules, you know, they typically are the ones that are not sexing, they're not the one, the ones that are not malicious, they're not the ones that are, there's something pure about them. So, yeah, I mean, I don't dislike her. She's forgettable, maybe, I would say. That's what I think about her. Possibly forgettable in the scheme of heroines prior to her, but not a bad character. I don't really feel, I don't consider her the heroine. I consider her the final girl because, it, you know, as we go on to the rest of the movie, she's not the final girl. She's with a, with her pseudo-boyfriend who is, a, again, a nice guy who's a good guy who's not who's not into the sex and that. And like, into slightly damaged. I like that all the men in these franchises, they're into the damaged girl. They don't care. 
they see through the damage. Same thing with Tina, she met that guy next door. And but he was more sorted. I honestly feel like this duo were almost like pure, like like ridiculously pure. Like he hasn't touched himself yet. He's like, that's the way oh they portray them. Like, but he's touched the steering wheel of a boat though now. You know, like there's a scene where his father is the captain of the Lazarus yes. and he like gets mad at him because he doesn't remember how to do all the things. And it, you can tell that he's hurt because he feels like he's disappointed his father. They're very pure. They're very pure. So, you know, going back to, again, the, the other question of she's not memorable. She she shared the final girl moment with him. So That's true. It, it took two. <laughs> they're the final couple. They're not the final girl. So uh, building on that, we find out that she has this really close relationship with this teacher, Colleen, who gives her a pen that belonged to Stephen King, which God knows how much that teacher paid for that. The principal is her uncle, and evidently he's taking care of her. And he's not a fun person, but he's a principal. He's a grumpy character. Also, the vessel is captained by, like David said, Sean's father, Adam Robertson. And unbeknownst to them, Jason has stowed away on the boat as well. There's also the new crazy Ralph, they call him, the Doc's Shiphand. So now my question to the you is this. Okay, so Ralph. Ralph was on dry land, and Ralph could get away on his little bike if he needed to. This man, before they, as they're getting on the ship, he's like, you're all doomed, you're all gonna die, it's got a death curse. No, he didn't say that, but he might as well have. He should have. He still got on the boat. I would have been like, listen, I got the COVID, I need to be quarantined for it, I'm sorry, I know, I I don't know if I could pay my rent, but uh, I'll be alive to see it. I see Crystal Lake teenagers, no. I see horny teenagers, and a man holding onto the anchor that's dead. I'm not going. Toby, Rennie's dog, is also one of the characters. Did he on totally the show. remind you of Chips? Chips. 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 From the remake. Yes. Of Dawn of the Dead, yes. And David, did you see that the actress, Rennie, I don't know if it was in the one I sent you, she hated the dog. She said it was torturing her, right? Or it was (laughs) like... Because it wouldn't do what it wanted at two o'clock in the morning. She's like, that's sick. (laughs) Or I'll kill you. And I'm thinking, oh my God, they must have loved having that dog on on the scene. Yes, she has her dog and she sees continuously young visions of Jason Voorhees in windows of her room, different things like this. But David, why is Jason a normal normal kid then he's got an eye that's kind of bulgy then he looks like he's a kid again then he looks like he's the kid possibly from the movie that came out in the end of the first one what is she seeing what i don't think she knows either yeah I, if you go by the storyline jason was malformed looking and that's the yes. reason why he was not treated very well to begin with yes. by the counselors so to him to be perfectly pristine looking like a normal quote-unquote normal kid I'm not sure where that comes from. It's not a redemption story where he like... Well, we kind of like him very sympathetic, which I agree. Jason is sympathetic before he starts his, his murder spree, but... Because the counselors were too busy making love! <laughs> David, this is also one of the parts when they have a song that comes on. I wrote the quotes. Don't you say what you want me to be. Like, it was just like these rock songs. This is when Rennie's principal doesn't want her to do this. The kid doesn't want to be the captain's son. So, of course, they got incorporated in rock music. Don't tell me what I want to be. And then we get that girl who is the rock star. I actually like that character. And David, her even being filmed by that one other student. It's so 80s. It's like a parody of an 80s movie, I think. But I love it. I mean this is very He's very, very like, sort of like Ducky from from 16 Candles. Sort of. But like, bigger new wave hair. I liked, it. I liked 
his look with his big glasses, but that is back right now. That look is back. Don't bring back shoulder pads, please. Don't. No! Or Rennie's high-waisted jeans. Every note I have is that her jeans, there's a scene when she's in the cabin. Okay, so we get to the start when she sees Jason, the kid, in the window, right? She takes off that vest and she's seen from behind. David, the woman was all jeans. At least she has a waist. God bless no her. body, David. I don't I even have a waist anymore. She's all pants. She's basically pants. She's in her cabin and Jason's like looking through the porthole and her pants is right underneath her bra. She's pants. This woman is basically pants. She does get a New York necklace as well to set up the, the New York. Statue of Liberty. <laughs> the, her brush gives her, Sean gives her a necklace. Which I think is really cute. It's really Because cute. he finds out that she's actually going on the trip. Yes. She wasn't supposed to because the uncle, I don't know why he, he wants to. Clearly he knows what's happening in New York, evidently. Clearly he knows something because she's afraid of water, but she doesn't know what she's afraid of. And he seems to want to keep her from reminiscing or not reminiscing, bringing up the past. But to me, I don't think that he even thought that was a bad thing. To me, like, I don't think he's remorseful for that. Remy, Remy's, Remy. Remy's uncle is trying to teach her to swim in Cramp Crystal Lake and throws her in, right? <laughs> You find out that throughout the movie, Rennie's parents died in a car crash and she is uh, taken in by her uncle who is supposed to, you know, take care of her. They seem to go to Crystal Lake every year for whatever reason. I guess. Because everyone else does too, even though the murders, you know. And he threw her into the water. But she, she was afraid of it. He did, He's like, it's time for you to learn to swim. You've said it last year you were going to do this. So he throws her in. He basically tells her Jason is in the water and he's going to oh pull her down God, to scare her. And Jason does pull her down. To me, though, I thought Jason should have pushed her back up because she was a drowning child. In my head, that's what I want Jason to do. Kill everybody else. But you know, drowning children, you raise me up. But he was left to drown too, so What's the difference? But then it's still left to our imagination. Is it full-bodied Jason? Is it kid Jason? Is it remnants? Is it like that curse was like echoes of the past? Well, when she she's was it she was a young girl when she was thrown in the water. So maybe that was the that was the Jason before oh, he got he got sent with, oh, like, with lightning. Jarvis, which I always think of freaking Tony Stark's computer system. That's true. Hi, Jarvis. Brings him back to life and becomes supernatural, evil, powerful. So maybe that was that was pre. I read that they were gonna this movie was to, to be the ending movie yet again so they threw everything they could they threw everything but the kitchen sink at it pretty much to me it's true I read this as well David why even bother at that point because you want as the director you want to be the one the to one. say I ended the series on a high note and threw everything I in because, killed you have, Jason. because you have fans much like the fans of He-Man and everything else that are all pissy about every possible thing so you want to throw everything in you want the origin story you want him being a badass. You want him being vulnerable. You want them all. You want the the the, the kill count to be high. You want there to be yeah. a storyline. You want a good score for music. Like you want Manhattan. You want Manhattan. <laughs> you want alleys in Manhattan. That might be <laughs> okay. So David, we have to also talk about the character that is Tamra, and we get Tamra and Eva. So Eva looks like she is the pure of the two. Like not into drugs. Not only does she want to have sex with everybody and everything, but she's doing coke off a mirror and she gets this girl, poor girl, she does dr drugs for the first time. So basically, 
She's the prom queen, literally. Because she's generous. She wants other students, waiters. After they do drugs, they're caught by Charles the principal. Tamra thinks that Rennie told on them, pushes Rennie, who's afraid of the water, as we mentioned, over the side of the boat. She is nearly drowned by the younger Jason before and is rescued by Colleen and Sean. Colleen throws a, uh, not a life, a tube. Yeah, like a lifesaver, right? Isn't that what they're called? It took them a, a while. I thought she was struggling for a while before they even, like, this teacher Colleen knew that she doesn't swim, right? I mean, well, the girls say, oh, I heard she's slightly afraid of water. Like, who is just slightly afraid of water? <laughs> if you're afraid of water or you're not? I heard she has a mild case of fear of the you water. You know, she's come down with that. You know, so like, um, <laughs> and she's like, oh, it was an accident. I just didn't mean to push her, elbow her ass into the water. Come on. It was so I would obvious. Been, I would I would have sat her down and she would have been in big dog doo doo. I mean, David, I've never done cocaine, but to me, these girls were acting fine for being on cocaine like they were acting like normal like there was like no difference in their way even acting i mean not that i'm saying that these girls should know cocaine's a hell of a drug like i thought it was give you energy or something i thought they'd be running around that cruise ship they look like they were just like "Eh." maybe they didn't do enough This ship just has everything. A disco, a sauna, everything you could imagine, a kitchen, everything you could imagine on a ship or not even on a ship is thrown onto this. Boxing area, a gym. And it looks like, again, a fishing boat that would be in Alaska. What's that What's that movie? Wild Catch or Deadly Catch on TLC or whatever channel it's on. A&E. They thought they were Deadliest fishing, Catch. They got Jason. Deadliest Alaska Catch. So we set up a character named Julius who's a boxer. After a fight with Julius, an unnamed boxer goes to the sauna to relax and he is killed by Jason. He uses sauna oh, box, David. Plunges it into his chest so he's burning him and crushing him at the same time. Ugh, that's a bad one. So later, he kills Tamra with a mirror shard in cold blood. I gotta say, her death was one of the worst with that piece of mirror coming towards But here's the thing. Tamra tried to seduce the principal to get out of being trouble because she was drinking champagne. And, her and science she had, project. She had, she had the, the weirdo ducky dude videotape it so that, yeah, she wrote the, she wrote the body parts on her body and she tried to make out. She would have screwed him too. I'm sorry, he might be a nice actor, a nice person, or was. I don't know if he's alive, Bill, but it's not an attractive man to me. He's not my cup of tea, you know? They would call him uppity English actor on the casting call yeah, or like something it. like I that, care. right? I didn't care for him, so she was gonna sleep with him to get a but good But he was going and... for it for a little while. That was not like a quick, he was on the bed rolling and around. Then he, from... And then he re- remembered his repressed homosexuality oh, that definitely. he didn't want <laughs> That's the actor, but something was coming through. But I like that she basically drew four things on herself and that was enough for her science practice. She was like, heart, a kidney, I don't know, it was like hoo-ha and hoo-ha. I was gonna say, wasn't there just, yeah, an arrow too. Little by little everyone is being killed on this ship there's a officer on the ship chief officer jim carlson who does not believe that jason has returned from the dead and is aboard the ship but julius does he takes charge and splits up with several students armed with weapons searching for jason they're not searching for jason they're really searching for the crazy yes they think it's the new ralph the deckhand is what some of them think it's at this point so at this point you have the captain is also killed his third is sliced and as well as the co-captain what i don't like is that this dickish principal this whole time is ragging on this the kid Sean. right what does he have to do he with blamed, and he blamed him meanwhile sean saved his niece 
from drowning. Yes! Sean is actually pointing the ship in the right direction. Now, he's yelling, why don't you do this? You know this? You're the son of a captain. So if I'm the son of a chef, do I know how to Amen. cook? If I'm the son, the son of a, a son of a preacher man, <sighs> does that mean that I'm going to end up being a priest? I mean, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You're the son of a captain. I'm the son of a police officer. Does that mean I have a gun? I mean, come on. I agree, David. It's the stupidest thing. I wanted to punch him in the face. And honestly, I would have, you know, like Dr. Cruz, I would have thrown him in front of Jason if I had the opportunity. Yes, this was the Dr. Cruz 2.0 from our last episode. He's a dick. So annoying. And him being the principal must know that this Sean is not a troublemaker. He doesn't... I actually, let me see. I wrote a note about this. I said, uncle is a dick. He's very much like Dr. Cruz from previous movie. If the uncle is just a prick or did he just try spending his whole life covering up the fact that he pushed his niece in the water and she almost drowned? Oh, maybe. The other thing that I put down, I don't know this... I don't know in what context to the movie I put. There's a thing that, again, that establishes that water is definitely Jason's Achilles heel. It'll play a role in the movie Freddy versus Jason. Not to do a spoiler on that, but... Yes. And I said, lightning strikes quite often, which is part of the supernatural power source that he has. It struck the Statue of Liberty. It struck the boat. So I really like this part when they realize that they're searching the boat. Jason keeps killing people. And then they realize they have basically escaped ship. So when they find the deckhand dead with an axe in his back, Rennie, Sean, Colleen, Charles, Toby. The whole time, where's the dog? That dog was not in the scene with them when they were on the boat. And then all of a sudden, it cuts and the dog is right next to her. So I was like, okay. Because at first, I'm like, oh, they're leaving the dog on the ship. That's nice. But no, magically, it cuts away and comes back and the dog is there. Oh, well. It was probably when the dog was, wasn't cooperating. The whole time, she, I hate this dog. And the actress is probably like, leave him on the damn boat. It's sinking. <laughs> Well, I, wait a minute. Well, I will say is I did like the fact that there was some fires going on, that Jason caused some damage oh, to the boat. Oh, yeah. The, the, same. the boat was there on was fire. Some, like, there was a lot of fun action. There was some action yes. in it, like in, in the sense that like, you want to talk about fear? I would be horrified knowing that I was on a boat that was sinking, that was on not only fire, on fire, but sinking. Yeah. Because think about that. You don't even have anything to hold on to. It's all on fire. What are you going to, like, even if something floats, what are you going to do? That, that I, fire, I will, honestly, water. you can never get me on a cruise ship so if we ever became famous through this podcast uh we ain't going to comic-con cruise ship no we ain't going on the 80s happening. bring back the 80s cruise with i want to be on dry <laughs> land you'll have to you can go if you really want to but i'll be no, on the screen i always said i never i'm not a big fan of water to begin with like that so no i agree but also you're right not only that they got jason the fire and then when they do get in this little ship like you know escape ship which is funny because the teacher did it herself countless colony yes. she's like i got i got the boat down Poor Julius and Sean, literally, they show them paddling this boat from God knows what time. Which the teacher is like, again, yeah. anytime you want to figure out where we're headed, like, in other words, to be a dick again, like, bro, move it. I, I don't know what he wanted these kids to do exactly, and why didn't one of them, even the other teacher, Colleen, just slap him and just say, shut the F Because he's the principal, right, you said? I'm sorry, if Jason Voorhees is alive and, this, and they really know for sure now, and they live in this town, so they must know they're Crystal Lake graduates, I'm like, okay, yeah. I don't even care about my tenure. F you, Charles. F you. Oh, I would have told his ass off. Soon. It just says soon. Let's not get it twisted. That I don't I think it's days. Soon they finally reach New York. Jason also reaches New York shortly after they do. <laughs> so he sees a giant hockey mask billboard with a hockey mask onto it. I do like that. See, that's one of those that's one of the iconic scenes for me. He comes out of the water, and this is I also wrote some notes on this. I said that the fact fact that I feel Jason is more cognitive of himself and when he saw his own hockey mask picture when he got out of the water. I made it. Like he's more cognitive of everything. But you have to understand that 
like I'm wondering to what degree he's cognitive if he's really the supernatural thing is he infused with like evil so he knows things or is he like looking from a 12 year old's perspective or a 10 year old's perspective even though he's got this Mm. power or whatever like it's always been a fascination to understand the psychology of it all because he sees himself he sees all these things so uh david this is when i wrote jason takes alleys lots of alleys and literally as soon as they pull up to new york david rennie is taken captive by two drug heroin heroin addicts addicts. honestly for the rest of the movie all i could think of was that she was almost raped on a couch in an alley and was injected with heroin from a needle that she don't know i'm like the whole time i swear to god i could not think of anything else i was the same way i my note says does she have hiv or hepatitis from being shot with a heroin needle that's the only thing i can think of the happy ending there is no happy ending she's gonna die no, AIDS, there's probably. No, god knows i also put as much as new york was a shithole in the 80s i don't recall them having legit toxic waste drums just lying around david that was the other <laughs> It literally says toxic waste on that. Rats are in them floating like these (laughs) green toxic waste (laughs) in alleys with couches with this Rennie. Rennie was injected with heroin. A needle, David. How did they know the dosage? I think I'm in love. He's like, lay back. I think I'm in love. He's almost like, we can do it the hard way or we can do it the soft way. She spits in his face, though. Not enough. I know I shouldn't want being realistic after this girl was injected by heroin, but nothing happened. Like, she did not act any differently too much. Like, I think there might have been a scene when it was like, for a second, it looked a little blurry. Well, the other thing is, is that one. (laughs) This is adrenaline kicks. I don't even know. Uh, you might be. Cannot say that I've partaken in heroin, so I really can't tell you the effects oh of my it. God. But I will say things like, you know, you said about cocaine and heroin. A lot of the time, certain drugs give you an immediately very quick high, but you drop off very quickly. Oh. And that's the reason why people who have a drug problem it's because they're trying for the next high because it drops off rather quickly so maybe i don't know depending on the person the body type their weight whatever the how much he gave her you don't know you don't know what else he put in i don't even there was know was a lot i mean oh. i don't know dosage but that needle was filled and it was like a yellowish looking like toxic yeah it was a heart it was part of the toxic waste jason actually kills these guys which you're like rooting for to save her not that he wants to but again all i could think of was she was on chair out in an alley and I tell you, every scene, all I thought of was her being injected. She's going to die. He shoves the needle through the one guy who's oh. going to rape her. Then the, then the other guy comes back with some money that he was owed. And he shoots Jason. Jason literally smashes his head against the pipe that shoots steam out. Yes. And then she finally picks, her, she picks herself up and starts running. She ends up meeting up with Sean. Yes, because they all scatter. Or they all do a Scooby-Doo. Well, because of the principles, like, we need to we need to fan out. Sean was ready to run to get Rennie, and he's like, no, no, don't. They'll yeah, him. oh, no, but they're going to rape her right now, but that's okay. He's like Dr. Cruz. No, no, uh, no, don't don't go over there. I hope, uh, did I pay her insurance policy? You have that, and then she meets up Sean, and then she sits on another dirty couch. Dave, that's yes, David, outside. and at that point I said, well, I guess she already sat on the first one, but that's all I could think of. She sat on it like it was a park bench, and I'm like, no, no. There are multiple scenes that every time they think that they're away from Jason, they go to embrace each other, hug, and Rennie sees Jason coming again. She gets back with the uncle for a minute, I guess maybe it's the drug she looks in a puddle and she has a a a flashback of the time that she 
So the police, so they all meet up, the police are there, and the guy's like, I want to believe you, you seem like nice folks. Yeah, they made us very, the least they made us very nice in New York. He's like, you seem like a nice white family, uh, maybe I'll believe you. So he puts him in the car, and Jason kills him, he tries to Oh, radio. we should mention Julius's head, because Julius, though, right before this, Julius does this boxing, which I think is a great scene with Jason. He's actually able to, like, Push beat up there. Jason enough. Jason just let him do it. But that's where I think Jason's, like, stupefied at the same time. He let this boxer guy just keep hitting him, hitting him, hitting him, hitting him, and he kept pushing him back on the It was on not the a rooftop. very Jason thing, though. And then she's like, all right, man, take your best shot. And then Jason punches his head off, and it rolls, and you actually see the camera rolling, which I thought was a really cool effect. So then the cop comes, they get in the back of the cop car, and there's Julius's severed head sitting on the cop car's How thing. did Jason know to put it in there? Like, it, to me... Jason Supernatural. But this is like a Michael this Myers a kind of thing. Like, this is not a Jason, like, oh, they're going to get in that cop car. But poor Julius, and honestly, instead of hitting him across the thing, I would have hit him so he fell off the side. Yes, so, is what I actually was hoping for. And this actually scene was going to take place in Madison Square Garden. Which would have been so super cool. Statue of Liberty! Liberty they Island. saw that in when they're in the boat. That's all. This is when we actually get the best parts of this. Jason in Times Square. So, you see New York in all its glory. We got the 89 Batman poster out. I guess the movie was out. Tim Burton's Batman is one of the posters in there. And we get this song now, David. The, uh, like you say, the punk kids are listening to. If the crack don't get you, the hookers will, was one of the lyrics I heard in the song. If the crack don't get you, the hookers will yes and new york in the 80s i guess that's yeah you know what you just reminded me of when you said when you were you talking like that what's her name from the movie what's the fog no the original one with what that actress with the curly yeah that one has what's her name this is Chris yes you're yeah listening <laughs> you're listening to i know that actress she's the in Lighthouse. horror movies all the time i love her she was in creep show yeah creep show yes or the tot mom oh my god nancy, nancy grace grace action going <laughs> on anyway this honestly is an iconic scene so so wait a minute. We gotta go back though. So they're on there. She's sitting on the. Oh on yeah, the, she gets the, the, the flesh <laughs> bug mattress. Jason comes after them. They meet up. He kills the cop. The car explodes. The cop car explodes with the teacher oh, in it. God, Colleen. So that's how Mrs. Miss Colleen dies. And then she has the flashback, looking at the remnants of like gasoline or water with some flame. And then she realizes the uncle pushed her in the water, scared her with the whole Jason's gonna get you. And Jason did pull on her and almost drown her. And she's like, "Get away from me!" And Sean finally grows a pair of balls and pushes back on him. It's like, get off of her. And then they take off. And then Jason comes and he's like, no, it can't be. Blah, blah, blah. And then he runs into a building and literally Jason throws him out a window. So we got our ding, window ding, scene. Ding. You know, we always have to have a good window. Ding. One window. And then Jason picks him up and he's like, no, 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 no. I'm British, I think. I don't, I don't know. know. Don't do like this. I don't know. Whatever. He's not. I think he is. I don't know. Up. It's like that character that he just like. He's probably like these two losers talking about me. He's, a, he's actually done many other things. He gets drowned in the toxic and his sludge. feet are like dancing above yeah, jason drowns him in the sludge that is canisters of toxic waste that's everywhere in new york so then you see them running are they now in, times, in times square, square they're running in times square part. jason comes into times square he sees the glitz and the glamour and the hose and the drugs and the craziness of the 80s they are like oh my god we're we're you know looking around they go hug he puts the necklace i think back on yes because it was robbed by the she hugs him and she looks and there's jason again and she's like Oh my god, turn around. So they start running, running. They run past a bunch of punks, that you said, playing music. And Jason basically pushes over their huge boombox. 
and destroys it. Oh, that poor boombox. It's like, you're dead meat, mother. Or whatever he says. This, this little skinhead thing. Great scene, but does it, does it make sense? He puts out, pulls out a, a, a knife. The, the, they have chains and stuff. And then Jason pulls up his mask and he's like, shows how his this grotesque. And they're like, okay, dude, it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. And they walk away. I like it, but mm -hmm. I feel like Jason would have just killed them unless he's overtaken by what's around him. There's so many people. How could he? He would have to go and he would have to go on some kind of a killing spree to kill every single person. They're running, running. They go into a diner. Oh my God. Yes. So I'm getting flashbacks. Muppets to take Manhattan? <laughs> no. Yeah, well, yeah. With the rats working in the back. Uh, we should do that movie. One day. We should do a Muppets. We should do, we should do a Muppets. Whatever you Extravaganza? want. Yeah, Muppets thing. <laughs> Muppets month. You go in there and there's this. Waitress. Typical. You know, whatever. Reminds me of when, when, when Mr. Christie was at the one, the Crystal Lake um, in the original. Well, that one was, I say she was a horny film. This one was a, no, she's a New Yorker. They're like, oh my God, someone's trying to kill us and please. And she's like, there's a phone and she's on the phone. There's a phone in the back, but it doesn't work. She's like, they're like someone's trying to kill us. She's like, this is New yeah, York. Exactly. What else is not? Like everybody's <laughs> trying to kill you. Look, you don't understand. There is a maniac trying to kill us. Welcome to New York. But then Jason comes in and then she gets on that Jason phone right away. Let me tell you, she picks up her phone. And the people are looking and he's coming after him. And then this huge dude that towers way and over. And guess Jason. who that is? He replaces Kane Hodder, Freddy versus Jason. That guy becomes Jason in Freddy versus Jason. Because he's even taller yeah, than Kane Hodder. but Hodder poor Kane built. wanted to play the character. I mean, he would have been playing him five times then. But anyway, he's a big-ass guy. He throws the big guy, and then he passes by. And that, <laughs> that's when the people start to get up and like, oh, I don't have to pay my tab now. And then she looks up Miss whatever, Miss New Yorker, jaded New Yorker girl. And she's like looking at him like, is he going to kill me? And then she must call the police i guess well she's like oh well now i have to clean this up the I'm whole like place was just demolished i actually like that scene he went he came through the wall didn't he like bust through the wall or something so now he's following them rennie picks up a random thing of a toxic waste that is uncovered touches at the sides with her hands and could throw it on him because this is this is before they go into the sewers this is no this, this is, is in the, in the sewers, sewers? Oh, God. She ends up going down into the sewers. They have flashlights. I don't know how they have flashlights. Jason confronts them in the sewers. He pushes Sean. She runs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? And she says, you you didn't get, this is the part, my favorite line of the movie. You didn't, you didn't get that, me. Or, yeah. She says, you didn't get me in the lake and you're not getting me now. You didn't get me in the lake and you're not going to get me now. So she runs and she finds a smaller can of toxic waste that looks like a painter's can. It has these ridges. And she hits it with the flashlight That's and then she ends up throwing it on him and Jason's like sound like Fozzie like Bear being beaten to death or Yoda on crack Wouldn't that burn her hands? She was holding it, not from the barrel. She was holding it from the lip, both hands. She would have thrown it and it would have gotten in her hands. That just irked me. But there's also the man who works in the sewer. So she gets Sean. They start trying to get out of here. And there's a man who jumps out and he's like, what are you doing yeah. in here? And I would have said to him, there's a killer. There's some man trying to yes. kill us. Please help. They're like, we need to get out of here. So he's like, this place is going to flood. With Does that happen in New York every night, David? Does this what happens? It happens. Those poor ninja turtles. Turtles must be dead 10 times over. That's all I have to say. Girl, April O'Neil's getting her feet <laughs> melted off when she's trying to get up, get up the, the, 
the rungs of the ladder this before the toxic up. waste spills. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Heroes in a Half Shell, Toxic Waste Power. <laughs> so, yeah, David, the sanitation worker tells them that at midnight every night, in this case in 10 minutes, the sewer floods with toxic waste? It's close to midnight. I mean, this is a great way to kill Jason with toxic waste. They do. Okay, so the truth is, this is what people don't realize, is that there's a lot of waste in the world. What do you think sewer systems go besides treatment plants? They, they dump stuff oh, into the water. Definitely. They're dumping it in the water. She meets up with Sean again, and she's trying to get him up a ladder. Like, he climbs up first. So the guy gets pulled by Jason. He starts screaming, and Jason kills him with a big yes. wrench. And you see blood yes. splatter in the, just the shadow. And then they're trying to climb up, and he's like, come on, hurry up. And he tries climbing, and you see the lights swinging back and forth. The lights swinging back and forth. The water, You can hear rumbling, and the water's coming. It totally reminded me of when Alice in Nightmare on Elm Street, when Alice is in the, the sanitarium or the whatever the Amanda Kruger was locked up in the tower, the asylum or whatever it was, and the 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 lights in a row are swinging back and forth, very reminiscent of that for me. And then all of a sudden, Jason grabs her leg. Yes, as they're climbing up the ladder, and then this says the sewer galleries then flood with toxic waste, dragging Jason away and presumably killing him. But then Rennie, it says hallucinates that Jason reverts to a child, but he actually was killed was washed away into the ocean. Well, I guess that's how they set up the next one. He by saying that he washed away with the ocean. Well, here's the thing. Again, water is his Achilles heel. Forget the toxic waste aspect. Water is his Achilles heel. She envisions him with a normal face. Oh, so that would yes. make sense that why she sees him with a normal face because she overcame her fear or whatever because she's envisioning him like he's just a child. Like what she remembers or whatever. Like when she was pulled in the lake. So I guess there is something to be said it's about he- it's that. It's a healing moment for her. And then she goes to the clinic and realizes she's got, hey, no, she's got more troubles than that. Honestly, yeah. New York has more trouble right. than this. you think. And then Rennie and, and Sean go to explore New York. How about... No, they didn't go to explore New York. They just wanted to freaking breathe out of that and it says then they reunited with Toby but original director says that his envision was that they actually built this as well the mouth they put that child through a gigantic mouth that mouth that was screaming like Fozzie Bear with water so he was going to be coming out of the mouth of Jason like a I don't know they shot this this kid coming to the mouth a giant mouth that they filmed and him coming out with water like the young Jason don't know what that was going to like the skull yeah. from the goonies but, and it was going to be that mess that was going something. and the water was going to come out. I saw like a cut of it. Waka, waka, waka. And also that water that's coming out, Kane Hodder vomited that up out on cue. They said, he said he drank a lot of water and was able to vomit up on cue the water. So when Jason's throwing up water at the end. That's how he stays so thin. He's bulimic. So on cue. I also heard that Kane Hodder tortured the actor that played Sean. He would like try to scare him and do horrible things to him. They said without the mask, he was a pussycat. But with the mask on, he'd be comes very plays with the people in new york currently there's twenty-seven thousand people living per square mile oh okay so that's that's something new york is one of the highest populated densities of any major city in the united states i also did hear that a lot of people wanted to get involved with yelling at jason beeping car horns and stuff and that was another reason why they had issues filming oh yes so it was a lot harder and one of the actors said i think the actor that paid was it the actor that paid julius it was one of them basically said that he thought he was on a completely different movie until he saw Jason show up because he yes. a secret because people would be going crazy. Ashes to Ashes or something he said. He thought it was a boat movie. Well, it basically is. A boat. I also, Kane Hodder was, is a good looking man, by the way. Oh, in the interview, nice 
when he, especially when he was younger. He looks really cute. Kane Hodder, I think I said he he kind of tortured the one actor. Song. Yes, was, it's, it's, uh, messed with him. He also they thought he didn't want to play the role. He actually requested there was an interview. Poor Matt. But I did say the, they, he did say in an interview as well that the director did ask him what what do you think Jason would do in this that the, that the director didn't have an ego. And I thought it was pretty cool because you know this is the thing is you know a lot of people say well it's just the, some big guy running around in a mask doing what he's told slashing people there is more to it just like freddy krueger like to me there is no other freddy krueger for me other than no 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 he's just that's why that reboot didn't work i'm i mean he's 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 so witty he's so funny he's so campy in this trivia we have the ending of this film is slightly similar to that of an nightmare on elm street part five both villains are turned into children yet return unexplainably resurrected in the following film which in both cases is their official death film quote unquote although they both return in freddy versus jason so that's actually interesting i forgot that freddy does doesn't he turn into he turns into a baby at one point right when she takes him back the mother but then she, when she takes him in what there's a point where both children's like embodiment spirits one goes into alice she takes back her yes son, yes and, and amanda krueger takes back takes she back take enough um, she didn't take enough in <laughs> in the 80s was definitely a dump in many ways it was cleaned up extremely well there are a lot of hardworking good people there's a lot of eclecticness there's a lot of foods and sights and sounds but there's also some scary stuff that you can see in New York and unfortunately being that COVID had happened there's a lot of protesting and rioting and the changing of the guard and 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 different things that Unfortunately, New York has actually gone the way of back to a lot of the negative stuff with graffiti and crimes going up. But there was a point where, and this is so funny because as children, we would go visit family in New York City and we were always made to fear, like, don't do anything because you're going to get hurt because our parents... Our parents grew up there, but they grew up in the grittier, scarier, more dangerous New York that was around. Where when we were going into it, it ha- it was in that flux of change where it was you beautiful, know, honestly, more broad, like a- more Broadway museums, gentrification. You know, things were things had changed. Like you know, they were restoring buildings. You know, in, in Harlem and all these different places that were had, had oh, and such Brooklyn big had had a resurgence them. and too. Brooklyn and and everything where uh, you know there was so much respect and taking back the city and, and cleaning it up and respecting like the remember the thing about the tenements and yes. stuff like the tenement museum and all these different things that you know you saw the history so anyway unfortunately I hope that that is that, that changes and New York becomes what it what it what it what it changed to and hopefully there's some positive things going on so shout out to New York but Jason was only there for a little while and all he all he got for his 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 long trip was a case of syphilis and, and HIV from a needle and his face and melted toxic waste, and toxic waste he and, and a t-shirt that says I love New York. That's what he got out of his trip. He didn't even get some pizza. He didn't get some he didn't get some authentic nope, Chinese he food. Nothing. He didn't get pizza. He didn't he didn't go to Little Italy. He didn't go to Chinatown. He didn't go to Little Ethiopia. He went no place. He got nothing. He saw Times Squares and some alley, which is really what Sean and Rennie saw. And hopefully she's think she's going to the hospital right now. Yeah, hopefully she's she doesn't have anything that's not curable. And I hope she didn't pick up any scabies or bed bugs from the oh, from Forget it. It was cockroach infested, fleas, everything in that couch. So I got to say, I really, I enjoy this movie still. I mean, it's not whatever. It's, but it's later on in the series. But to me, this is the last 
of the Fridays when it's pure form because next week is Jason Goes to Hell and I absolutely hate that movie. That's the body swapping demon. I honestly don't re- I don't even remember. But okay, so here's the thing. I'm not defending it because I really, honestly, I'll be telling you the truth, I don't remember that movie and it's probably because I didn't care for it. I do, I do block out traumatizing things in my life. What I will say is if you follow the storyline of Freddy, there are three evil spirits that give him embody him with his power so maybe that swapping thing is also kind of like explaining the yes the director the again thought he was so he's with these people they think they're gonna be the last because it's called the final friday and they think they're gonna have the last thing and then they add all this mythos and all this stuff but uh tune in next time to see my feelings for that but uh you can always reach david at universal appeal 2020 all one word on the instagram he's been posting pieces of his collection and he's got a lot of 80s lunchboxes. He's got Jam. He's got Voltron stuff. He's going through it. I mean, when he has time, when he's not with his kids and, and life. But he's got some really cool stuff going up there and he will continue. And I love your, uh, you found it in the basement. It's from, I think that, I think that honestly, I actually find that more enjoyable than probably the podcast, I think. Oh my God. I just like it because, no, I don't mean like that. I mean it because it's, now it's quick, joking. it's short. Yes. And it's just a, it's like a, it's like opening a time capsule of the 80s and 90s and and toys and just different things and people are like I had that oh my god I saw that I I just I I really like it I think it's a great segment and I really hope people take to it I just think it's neat and I honestly in this world where we're always crazy crazy go 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 busy busy it's a quick little reprieve from the world quickly I don't know I enjoyed it I don't know maybe because I I like the whole premise of it you're pulling it out from the basement I mean it's like exploring and you know the basement oh my god so let's just say there's Oh my god, there's so many boxes on And when the boiler so goes on and it gets loud. Then you got Freddy. And you feel like Freddy's gonna come and you have to run up them stairs because there's no the opening between the cracks of the stairs because there's no closed staircase and you think Thank you, Dave. But but thank you for I try to make them shorter because they could get they could stretch on, but I like to do it just a boop boop boop. So yes, those are videos that are on our YouTube channel as well as our Instagram, the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. We're new every Friday of the week and we're always uploading videos on our YouTube throughout the week you join us next week for jason goes and ryan feels like he went there already and don't forget more summer camp fun this wednesday with co-host rob's podcast movie geek and proud where he is tackling wet hot american summer Ooh, bye radical ones When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.